This call is now being recorded. Okay, perfect. Here we go. Um, all right. Uh, wow, how about it? Uh, Master Blaster Podcasters here. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're putting this information on blast. We've got a lot to do today. Um, to all the people listening, thank you for holding out for us, for our subscribers. We have been uh, away from business for a while, doing some personal things, uh, but we're back today. Uh, we're doing something a little bit different today. We're doing uh, basically the daily news, uh, things that are hot topics in the news right now, divided up between entertainment and politics. Uh, I think we mentioned on the last podcast we were going to be doing mass shootings uh, and gun control, gun control and mass shootings. We're still working on that. We will have that for you, I believe, next time. Dirty, how you doing? I'm good. Excellent. I'll tell you what. I told you before we talked that I, I had my morning coffee, my technically my quote-unquote morning coffee. I am slamming right now. This must have been the strongest coffee I've made in a while. So I'm going to be racing and running and and right. not through this whole episode. So let's rock and roll. So yeah. what we'll do is um, I guess we'll, we'll just start off with entertainment, then we'll go to politics. These are things in the news uh, as of today, which is what, Wednesday – September 20th, I believe. Um, yes. Let's start off with, uh, Dirty, you want to talk about uh, Russell Brand, who's been in the news. First of all, the guy's been in the news for years about being a crackpot. And he keeps going on to shows. I think I saw him, uh, Bill Maher, recently on his sort of underground yes. podcast thing. He's got something like a Joe Rogan-type show. Um and even Bill Maher during the during the show was basically like after a certain amount of time and after a few whiskeys and, and cigars was like looking at him like, what else do I have to say to this guy? Like he's kind of out of his mind and he's all over the place. What is going on in the news right now related to him? Oh, he's freaking about? out. He's freaking out because <laughs> he uh, put out a he put out a video saying that he's going to be accused of sexual assaults and that it's fake and then it's wrong and that they're trying to get him because he knows too much and he's spilling the beans on big pharma uh and it's it's funny because it's coordinated right before this documentary that uh this british news show uh the channel four uh did a documentary on um uh, four women uh who had come forward you know, with uh, evidence that he sexually assaulted them, like he raped, he raped them. And uh, I saw most of it, and uh, it's pretty gross. It's worse than I thought. Uh, he is fucking nasty. Um, and, of course, all the alt-right people support him. You had this one conservative newscaster in, in uh, England support him uh, just because, you know, he – "Quote unquote talks the talks the truth, speaks the truth, but he is he is fucking horrible. Uh, he he he. Uh, I saw some footage, and you know, when, uh, a lot of women who work with him are like commented how he'd uh, whip his dick out a lot. Uh, there was once uh, where someone described he peed in a bottle, and then after that said that this is from the Queen." Um, now, is that a problem these days? 
Yeah, I don't think it's <laughs> cool to. Yeah, it's like uh, I guess you know I understand if you're traveling in your car or somewhere, but uh, at work in the studio, uh, pissing in a bottle, um, and then there's an interview showing your yeah genitalia. Right, you know, whipping out your wiener, and then there's one where this guy Jimmy Savile. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He was the most beloved person in uh in british like entertainment he met he was friends with like margaret thatcher and all that. he came out um after he died he was uh exposed for being like he has to, he has to be like the biggest or the second biggest rapist in the history of the world like he's up there with uh jeffrey epstein like they're tied like i i don't know but this guy's a creeper so he's interviewing Russell Russell's interviewing Jimmy Savo and they're both talking about Jim uh, Russell's offering up one of his assistants naked you know cuz R- Russell says you know asks Jimmy how do you like your how do you like you know how would you like the woman and and Jimmy says I prefer naked uh to start with and all this and but it's just like it's like the grossest like I can't even I can't even explain it. Like it just um, it, it was just unbelievable that they had a shot, uh, you know, of them talking. And it's like that's it's like a fucking it's like the king talking to the prince. You know, it's just it's fucking just gross, man. Uh, uh, I, I just discussed, but I I uh, and they showed all this footage where it's like in. Like it's just amazing how this guy was just out in the open with it. I mean, he just uh, he he like he he'd always fucking pull his pants down all the time. And they sounds just, like a sounds like a Howard Stern show from like maybe twenty or thirty years ago. It's funny that that's right. kind of commonplace. Um, it's one thing I guess if there's uh, we talk about on this show. We would, hopefully, we'll have some more interviews uh, or start doing some interviews with some people in the near future. Uh, mass shootings being one of them. But, uh, there's what, uh, people sign a release consent as far as what's the material we're going to talk about and what's going to be released and what they're going to basically, um, if you're going to pull your pants down and have genitalia on a, on a show, you definitely want people to sign some kind of release form. I would imagine that's regular on a talk show, but, um, yeah, this sounds like an example of something that probably wouldn't have been a big deal 30 years ago. Um, not, no, not, uh, not the accused rapings, but of course, no, that type no, of a I, format on a show. Uh, actually, no, there were, it was, uh, he, 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 on, uh, on BBC two, he had 42,000 complaints and they did nothing about it. Um, there are people that were working with him that had said something and the higher ups didn't do anything about it. There are people uh-huh. that said something. It wasn't accepted. Like it's, I, I mean, I know what you're saying. You know, in America, we have, you know, man cow and, um, all these different shows and it's expected, but this was, this was like, this is like talk shows. This is like, Conan equivalent or, you know, Jimmy Fallon late night or <clears throat> Stephen Colbert and the dude came out and just, you know, and he, he grind on women and stuff. And it's like, it's not, it's, it's, you know, he catch people off guard and then they just like, they would, they would let it slide because he was so big. He was so famous that, you know, he had a lot of power. And that was one of the issues is that the, the women, the, uh, who were accused, 
they never said anything because it's like they they realized how powerful he was, and he would make threats, legal threats, with the you know with the help of his lawyers, be like, if you say anything, I'm going to sue you, or I'm going to you know handle this, and they would make threats. So they felt powerless, and so uh, now after this came out. Um, one woman went to the cops, and the cops are now going to look into it and, and, you know, and 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 do something about it. Uh, I don't know how. I, if they, you know, if they let him go on this, I, you know, there's, you know, you'll have no faith. But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty gross, and he's he's already acting guilty. So one thing, a question I had is, and it reminds me of the Trump case where somebody has a megaphone, basically which is uh, a big social media following, which Russell Brand has. How is he right. able to go and talk about this case uh, as somebody's building a case against him and about to prosecute, it sounds like? Uh, how is? I wonder how he's able to, to – this, this is something that maybe he should have a gag order about, because already, before the case has even started, right. he's trying to influence a jury as to yeah. um, how the other people are lying and all these kind of things. These are – these are the reasons why there are defamation cases like with uh, yeah. Trump and Eugene Carroll and basically everything involving Trump because anytime there's a case, he talks about it ad nauseum, not only talks about it, but lies about it um, right. through social media platforms. I'm wondering how he's able to, or if he could be in trouble talking about this case uh, this, as it's uh, being reared against him. This just happened today. Um, he released his... His his statement Friday, um, this the documentary was just released Saturday or Sunday, and the cops were just brought into the picture, I believe, today. Okay. So um, so that's it's about to go down. Like, um, and and you're right. Like, if he if he probably comments anymore, um, they can use that against him. Right. Okay. Uh, well, we will. Uh, I imagine we'll be doing shows like this more in the future. Uh, if there's yeah. any more updates to these, any new news, we will certainly follow up on this story. Um, the second one we want to talk about is the Danny Masterson rape case, uh, which he just was convicted and sentenced to 30 years, 30-plus uh, yeah. years. What's funny about this case, what's weird about this case, horrible, whichever word you want to use, is that this has turned out to be more of a case about Ashton Kutcher and Mila June, uh Kunich. Mila Kunich. Mila yeah, Kunich. It's been more of a case of them stepping in and saying some good words about Danny Masterson to try to, I guess, lighten the sentence. Uh, there's other, of course, a few other members of that 70s show, uh, not Topher Grace, but a few of the other members of the right. show that did actually write these notes to the judge asking for leniency. Uh, yeah. We're going to go into this because I've heard all kinds of stuff about Ashton Kutcher, which I'll get into in a second, uh, relating to his uh, past more with his marriage to Demi Moore uh, than anything recent. But, uh, Dirty, what do you want to talk about regarding this case and how these guys, who are bigger stars, obviously, than, than Danny Masterson, these guys are now the centerpiece of this rape case rather than the actual... Uh, you know, rather than Danny Masterson, who actually did propagate this, um, the the rape case. I mean, it's actually about him, and now it's become a case about Ashton Amilo. What, what do you think about this? Well, I want to add, it's it's not only about them, but it just it's a statement about 
Hollywood and the entertainment industry and how so much goes on and and basically like you know people aren't protected there's nobody stopping it um and how it's like it's not you don't have to be a detective to research or to investigate it you can see old interviews and these people like just say shit out in the open make you know gross jokes about uh you know the age of some of the younger actresses um can you be specific so there's an interview with Ashton Kusher, Mila Kudish, and she was 15 at the time. Anyway, she was a minor, and he, Ashton basically just said, like, he can't wait till she gets older. Uh, she was, like, sitting, I believe, on his lap. Um, there's another – there was an actor that worked with Danny Masterson on a show uh, before he got on that 70s show. He was on another show, said that <clears> – he said, don't talk to uh, the women on this set – um and threatened him uh basically uh told for grace was uh, reported like to be the only one like he wouldn't hang out with them um it also danny uh, masterson is also like a scientology guy and then to come to find out there's a lot of people who are in the in the scientology and then uh and then they uh they Sorry, it was some noise. Um, no, no problem. Uh, let me break in here for a second. Yeah. Uh, this is specifically talking about Ashton and Mila, and specifically talking about Ashton. This is what I've heard. But number one, Danny Masterson, I guess, made a uh, uh, dared him to tongue kiss Mila Kunish on oh. the set when when she was fourteen or fifteen. Now, granted, she lied about her age to get on the show in the first place. Um, yeah. I don't know if they knew what her real age was, but she said she was 18. Um, but the thing is, this is the thing. This is hearsay. Um, what I'm about to say, I don't obviously have any personal knowledge of this, but and it's been so long since I've read the article that I can't cite the article who wrote it. But according to sources in L.A., when uh, Ashton and Demi were married, their thing was to go out to L.A. nightclubs and of course, Ashton being the centerpiece of a organization to help stop child trafficking for these for poor, young, uh, runaway girls or people that have been stolen or trafficked in, in any way, uh, rights for them about people not buying brides from other countries, all this kind of thing. Meanwhile, him and Demi Moore were going out to LA nightclubs and farming basically or um, grooming whatever you want to say picking up runaway girls that made their way into the LA nightclub scene 15 16 year old girls and they would have three ways with them uh, according to sources that I no longer have that was the main reason why they had a divorce I guess that Demi went out one night without him and found a 16 year old girl in a nightclub had a an affair with her and actually grew feelings for her, feelings for her grew from this. Ashton demanded to be able to be included in this, and she said no, and that basically started their divorce. Uh, it, it, you know, so that's, that's a very serious accusation. Now, one mm -hmm. of the actual victims in this case, in the Danny Masterson case, when, Ad, when it came up and Ashton and Mila had said some good words about Danny Masterson, um, 
they came out and said, uh, oh, oh, Ashton, you're actually going to talk about who's got character and this and that and who should have yeah. leniency. They came out and said, I have a phone, I have, I was witness to phone calls between you and Danny Masterson bragging about the under, the age of your conquests, of course, being underage, uh, girls. And, uh, she said she had information about him that would quote unquote destroy him in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's been sort of a, a thing that he's, I don't know what the thing is about underage girls. If you have a plethora of 20 somethings at your disposal, why it has to be a 15 or 16 year old girl, that I have no idea about. But it sounds like there are some really disgusting things going on behind the scenes with his first marriage. Um, and I have not read her book, which supposedly has some more damning things about him at all. Um, but that's what I've heard about him is that he's a big phony. He doesn't really care. The whole thing about him being, uh, the sex trafficking thing was just about to help his brand, which we know lots of LA celebrities pick a cause to champion. And whatever that is, they do it so that they, that's championing that cause can be a part of their brand to help people like them. Uh, that's certainly no secret. So I guess that was his cause. Whether or not he really cares about it or not, I don't know. But there's some pretty damning evidence that uh, he does not really practice what he preaches as far as in his own uh, or didn't in the past. Um, so what else do you have to say? Uh, by the way, what do you think about this, Dirty, is that one thing that they were talking about in the case as to why to give him leniency, Danny Masterson, is they said he lives a drug-free lifestyle. Yeah, that's and I thought that was ironic because he is accused of drugging his victims. Right. So yeah. how is he morally superior if he doesn't take drugs himself? Yet his main means of having sex with these girls was drugging them. Um, I just don't understand the moral equivalency between like, oh, he doesn't get high, like therefore rape means less to him, or like he yeah, shouldn't, I, yeah. he shouldn't be sanctioned the same degree because he when he rapes people because he he doesn't like to drink beers or he doesn't or whatever his thing you know he doesn't like to smoke pot. Or whatever right. the, the the quote unquote dangers of Hollywood are, as it turns yeah. out, one of the big dangers of Hollywood is young girls, of course, moving there trying to either be stars themselves or align hitch their uh, align themselves to celebrities to try to obviously get into certain social circles, uh, whatever the excitement may be, who end up being you know victims. And it turns out that Ashton could and his wife, and I don't want to you know take any blame away from her were a major component in a lot of, like, underage, runaway girls that went to L.A. that uh, they had affairs with. Yeah, so uh, it, it was announced, I think, yesterday or the, uh, or the day before that they, Mila and Ashton Kutcher, were, they quit Thorne. Um, right. I also heard that, actually, on another note, Thorne is also, well, so Ashton Kutcher is, like, He's he's friends with uh, Jeff Bezos, and they also Thorne likes to use technology, uh, like fresh you know brand new technology to spy on people. Uh, same technology they use at the border. Um, but yeah, uh, he quit that, and Mila quit that. Uh, it's oh man. Um, it's, it's, That's okay. It's, There's nothing more to say. We can move on. No, there want. is. I there is. It's just uh, it's just really disgusting. They uh, I I 
I just feel like it's it's in a it's a time of exposure. Like all this sh- all this shit's coming out, and it's just uh, I think that's like the positive thing about social media is you can have people just come out and they can they can show evidence or you know they can have witness testimony presented. Um, also, you know, there's the whole uh, this, you know the the other part of this is the is the uh, Scientology. Uh, part of it where uh, a lot of people were in Scientology, his actor friends, they came to that for him and, uh, you know, spoke out for him. Uh, the Scientology people were protecting him. That's one of the reasons I think it failed, you know, his, the first round of, of uh, cases with, uh, towards Danny and got him off. Uh, the Scientology backed him up because I guess within that whole scene, it's, it's a, it's, I don't know, not a sin, but it goes against the rules to even report sexual assault because science, the whole Scientology organization is, 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 is a, it's a predatory creeper organization. Women and, and non-white people have like no protection. Uh, they harass people. So it's just, uh, it, it's, it's this, it's just this gross, it's like mushrooming. Everything's yeah. overflowing right now. It sounds like a disgusting cult instead of a religion that's led by yeah. a David Koresh-like, um, uh, let's keep everything in-house, and, and I'm the ultimate leader and the decision-maker and right. uh, judge, jury, and executioner. Anytime you have that kind of a setup where you can't live by society's norms, you live by whatever the cult's uh, rules and regulations are, that, that's dangerous right there. Um, yeah. Okay. We can also, too, after a few more of these, we can wrap up with a general take on on Hollywood. Um, the next one we have is Jimmy Fallon, which is I always thought he was like uh, I wouldn't say I guess I never really knew too much about him. He presents himself as very uh, I don't know, like uh, not harming or so like he uh, like harmless, like a harmless little wannabe frat guy or something like that. He's one of my least favorite talk show hosts. I mean, I like Stephen Colbert much, much more and actually like Jimmy Kimmel more. Uh, but yeah. supposedly there's been um, sightings or uh, of uh, toxic workplace environment. Uh, what have you heard about this? Uh, same thing. Uh, he, uh, he will party really late on the set. Uh, just gets drunk. He, you know, he has freak out moments where he yells at the, at the staff, um, that he's also connected to, uh, this case with, uh, Horatio Sands. Um, yeah, he's just, uh, it's just a, it's just a toxic work, work environment. Um, and, you know, like you said, he, he drinks while he's, while he's working. So. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot that's come out, not a lot of specifics that have come out about this case yet. I haven't really heard anything damning mm-hmm. the same way, say, about Ellen DeGeneres' show, mm-hmm. um, where she actually, uh, I think there's a last a, a strike a few years back, right around the beginning of COVID, where she wanted to cross the picket line and, and do a show without writers. Uh, but also, of course, there was uh, sexual harassment from the producers, yeah. Um, and supposedly she was the opposite of what her mantra was, which is everyone be nice to each other. Meanwhile, she was, I guess, a raging bitch to um, anyone that was underneath her. She's a sweetheart to all the celebrities and just a horrible, pathetic bitch to all of the people working underneath her, which is a very bad motto to work under. And I'm glad that a lot of that stuff 
was made public. But we'll we'll follow up with the Jimmy Fallon thing. I, at least for right now, there's not a lot to talk about because there hasn't a lot that's been released. But I guess maybe we'll see more released in the future. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. It's a it's a it's a it's a huge like it's a mushroom cloud. Like everything's coming out. So yeah, we'll see what what comes out in the future. Now let's talk about something that you and I have talked about. Uh, it's been a case now for a couple of months, actually close to six months, where there's been this, I believe, the SAG after strike with the Writers Guild in Hollywood, uh, where the writers are uh, picketing that the they're not getting paid enough uh, from Hollywood, and we know that there's a few shows that initially tried to cross the picket line recently to only reversed their decision shortly afterwards, talking about Bill Maher, which you and I are a little divided on Bill Maher. We'll talk about him. And Drew Barrymore, who I could really care less about as far as talk show. Um, and then if there's anybody else that you've heard of, we can talk about that. But what do you think about these guys initially having a plan to cross the picket line before any business was settled with the actual union? I just, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. And it's like, on his podcast with with uh, Jim Gaffigan, Bill Maher just basically said that, you know, these people don't deserve a life or they don't deserve, you know, what they're asking for, that it's just tough shit, basically. But he cares about his writers, and he is one. But then there was a report that he was hanging out with the president of uh, Warner Brothers at a game, just hanging out with them. Uh, I, I, did, I, I think, you know, I think he's... He's just, I think he's just a, like, just a jerk. He's just a, just an asshole. Like, you're nothing, like, you're nothing without your writers on these shows. You should be, like, you should be treating them, you know, well, because they help make your whole machine run. And it's like, to, to, to talk about them like that and, and the writers in general, it's just, it's like, who, who, what's, what's the problem? What don't you understand? It's like, I, I, it's like he has forgotten, like, you know, he was a actor, uh, comedian count coming up and it's like, you would think he would, he would remember those moments where he was in the beginning where it's like, you know, you're struggling at first and it's like, then you, you know, you help the people come up with, but he's, he doesn't see it like that. He just likes to reap all the benefits and not, and not, uh, help the people that, help you know that are on the staff and make his show uh a success and you know it's just uh it's it's horrible uh i i don't like this guy like i i used to watch him for a while and then i just stopped i just got tired of his islamophobia and his uh sexism and you know and then his subtle racism too it just gets he's just he's an old turd man like like i don't know he just he he's full of shit like he ugh. He's a, he's a he's two faced, you know. He's, yeah, you know. so I mean, I, I agree that he's a severe misogynist. It's something that he's like the old school left wing, where um, you're all about like civil rights for the most part. You're all about the uh, you know, boy, kind of uh, blanking on on Bill's stances with a lot of things. But, I mean, as far as, like, the left wing versus the right wing, uh, as far as money going towards propagating the rich people and making them richer versus going to poor people, right. uh, how that affects society, he's certainly on the right side of politics with that. But he, he really, he every chance he gets, he makes a uh, misogynistic joke, whether it's funny or not. And eventually, 
you start to think, you see, you know, I think he believes really most of the stuff, which is why he's so upset when Hugh Hefner died, or even in the years leading up to that, because the Playboy Mansion was was his breeding ground for picking up his girlfriends. Which, by Ugh. the way, if you are such an intellectual, why would you not to smear playmates or anything like that? But let's be honest, their business is selling sex and, and not as much um, selling ideas on politics or, or societal reform or anything like this. I'm sure right. there's a few of them that are smart, but he's not dating people that are supposedly of his intellectual level. I mean, the, the word on him is that he likes to date younger women who basically, ah. let's say when I was in my 20s, I didn't care as much about politics, but... He likes to date younger women who are not of his uh, intellectual ilk because he loves to put them down and tell them how dumb they are and how, you know, they're yeah. not – you don't know what you're talking about. You listen to me. Um, I really uh, – you know, this may be uh, – you can say whether or not I'm right or wrong, but I think there's a thing about guys that prefer to have women like that that are – they have really – I don't know what kind of interests they could have together, but those are the types of women – Supposedly that he liked to date, um, and yeah, as far as the, if if you've seen his stand-up show, you know the difference between the real-time show or politically incorrect, mostly the real-time show, which is recent, versus his stand-up act, and, and which one is better than the other. His stand-up act is based off of his material. The show mostly is based off of the writer's material. So, right. uh, I know you've seen him live and said, "Boy, that he he really sucks." And I've seen a few of his stand-up specials too, and they're not nearly as funny as his show. Um, I fell asleep. Of, yeah, that's not good. Uh, anything I, I, again, it's she's as much to blame as, as Bill Maher, but I, I guess I don't ever watch Drew Barrymore's show. I could care less about her or her show. Um, although she's guilty, anything to say about her, she's just as guilty. I guess I don't care because I never watch it. But do you have anything to say about Drew Barrymore? Like, I'm tired of seeing these, like, apologetic videos where, like, they – you know, her and Ashley Christian Miyakush, they film these apologetic videos in, like, the most unused part of their house or wherever the fuck, so it looks like they're common, and, they, and then they put on a face. And she did that. She started crying and shit. And, but it's, like, it's, it's hard to take her serious when you have two, um, two audience members that try to go in, and they had pins on supporting the riders and they were booted with you know the security booted them and and uh and then through pressure she changed her mind and and you know and put the show on hold but it's just uh you know it just shows that like a lot of these people in Hollywood and you know the entertainment industry are fucking uh shallow and greedy and they they really don't care and it's like you know you have people working for them they're starving sleeping in their cars they can't they don't make enough to you know qualify for medical or dental insurance they have kids uh i mean there's all these elements but yeah she she's so full of shit uh and so is bill maher like when it comes to this and and uh it's just it's just ridiculous and like i said this is <laughs> let's say this again this isn't a, a time of exposure uh, and to show how rich people just really don't give a shit. But she's full of shit, and, you know, I, I don't give a fuck about her show either. Uh, I, you know, it's just, like, uh, it's just sad, and, you know, I, you know, fuck them. Like, they, they get yeah. all that they deserve. Exactly, and, and, you know, I really don't think is it, with those guys, they have plenty of money. My guess is that it's, 
they refuse to give up what they love to do to actually sacrifice for the people that work for them. And that's a really disgusting trait or habit for a boss when you know when it comes down to it that they don't have your back. It's one thing if you're a faceless corporation, but those guys see and talk to their writers every week, have probably have some kind of personal relationship with them. My question is when the strike is finalized, are their writers going to go back to them? Are their writers going to say, Right. Write your own shit, or are they going right. to have to get new writers? Because, I mean, if, if you work for them, would you really want to go back there when, it, when it's proven, when it comes down to it, they'll sell you down the river in, in a heartbeat. Um, anyway, so any, let's move on to politics before we do. Uh, Dirty, any last words about the general um, feeling about Hollywood? There's a lot of people in Hollywood ever since the Me Too movement, uh, especially that have really been taking a lot of heat and – Besides not making movies based off of the pandemic and the writer's strike, I mean, it's really been a dormant, besides from all the crime, uh, kind of a dormant town when it comes to to work, except for all of the fiascos that have come out. I mean, what do you think about all of the stuff that has come out about Hollywood directors or Hollywood producers or the money makers and Hollywood actors, all this kind of stuff that has just been uh nonstop. Yeah, I think it's it's uh it's 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 sad to watch. Um but it's it's uh it's something that has to happen and, and I think these I think you know knowing hearing about and, and uh what's going on and seeing everything I, I think it's good and I, I I support them all the way and um you know I, I you know I, I don't know how you can treat people like that. And I'm I'm glad they're having their time, and I hope you know, I hope that the, I hope somehow the uh, heads of these corporations get their their head out of their ass, and out of their wallet, and fucking just like you know, I, my thing is this: if why wouldn't if these people help make you make all this fucking money, why can't you treat the people, the machine, the people behind? your product that's a success why don't you treat them well and they'll work for you more like they'll work for you like like no problem i mean there's a lot of great stuff i mean there's a lot of great tv that's come out and movies you know but um why don't why don't they while the strike is going on you know what these rich motherfuckers do fund their writers if they want to keep the show going say okay until you until the strike is resolved whatever your pay is i'll fund your pay and give you uh benefits until the strike is resolved and they have they have a ton of money to talk about drew barrymore is like iconic sort of like old school hollywood money there's like billions in her right. family uh and right. bill maher has been in, in entertainment for 40 years he's been on tv for 30 years including politically incorrect uh so anyway yeah well said uh we will have more news on that uh in the future when we do another one of these podcasts uh, let's move over to politics uh, we know that uh, Kevin McCarthy, who is the Speaker of the House of Reps, is fighting with some of his fellow Republicans about whether or not to impeach Joe Biden. And for him being involved somewhat in his son's business dealings, which of course do seem somewhat shady, but they don't have too much evidence that I know of that implicates Joe Biden in this. Uh, and and by the way, shady business dealings. 
If yeah. you're going to try to impeach a president based off of shady business dealings, there would be no presidents. Okay, and if you compare that to uh, trying to being a traitor, trying to interrupt a fair election, and trying to use the military to confiscate uh, voting machines the way that Trump did, and they refused to impeach him, I don't want to hear a fucking thing. Right. About yeah. unless unless Joe Biden starts World War Three or the next civil war, I don't want to hear a fucking thing from Republicans about shady business dealings. I want Trump yeah. in prison first before anything else. Uh, what do you think about not only uh, Kevin McCarthy, I guess, is kind of um, on the, you know, kind of in between this a little bit. He, does, he doesn't seem like he really wants to proceed. We have those far-right wackos led by the Freedom Caucus and Jim Jordan, who is the head of the Judiciary Oversight Committee, which every single oversight he does is about the left. There's not one goddamn right. thing that that guy has ever oversaw that has anything to do with the tremendous amount of uh, shady business dealings on the right or shady business right. operations or shady operations within the White House conducted by Trump and his administration. What do you think about it? I just think it's uh, ridiculous, and and they want to they want to try to impeach Trump, but like or uh, Biden, but. It's like they can't come up with anything. They have nothing. Uh, Hunter Biden just got busted and charged with, like, for uh, buying a gun and lying on the form, which you think the NRA would step in and be like, hey, you know, don't be so, you know, tough on them. But they didn't say anything. But, yeah, and it's just, uh, you know, I've watched reports where a bunch of lawyers are talking about the way they charged them was, like, so rare and the way they did it they would use that technique for like uh to, to it's like add, to add to a to a charge not the sole reason of charging him and and uh it's it's just wild like I, you know I don't like Hunter Biden I don't you know I don't give a fuck about that guy uh, I but it, I don't care if he's a crackhead though I this whole thing with drugs as like as this uh negative thing and you know it's not always good you know whatever but it's like it's not the 80s anymore uh, you can't use drugs as like a scapegoat for, you know, and to damage somebody's, uh, 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 character. Um, and, and it's like, you, you want to talk about Hunter Biden, but it's like, are you serious? Like literally almost all the Trump kids had shady dealings, like in the White House while Trump was in office and they had access to everything. It's just like, you, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And to go, to go over and to say that like Biden's like you know guilt by association, uh, you know, it, it, Joe Biden, it's ridiculous because it's like Jimmy Carter had his brother, Bill Clinton had his brother, um, the you know Reagan had his two kids, uh, you know, and then you have George Bush when he was like you know his he's you know under his dad he's a drunk. And then sobered up, but it's it's just like it's the weakest weakest sauce, and it's like, but they don't have anything. Even when they go on Fox News, Comer or Jordan, they they go, well, no, we're, we're going to find something, and then they're going to try to like, and they don't even have the votes for the impeachment. Like, not even the all the Republicans are on board because they're like, they're like, we don't want to do this. This shit is a is a mess, and it, it's like, did you see what happened for Trump? And it's like, you know, this is a waste of time, and it's just going to make things worse. And it just makes Joe Biden look better because then it's like you pull up his record and it's like, okay, so he's accomplished actually a lot. And then it, so you're trying to fuck with this guy 
and you you don't have anything, and it's like it's frustrating because it's like it just makes the Republicans look like fucking weak and feckless, and it's like you, you you're literally just doing this because you're trying to get back for Trump, and and, yeah, and Trump you, was also well, I was say real quick, Trump also is uh, it's also been said that he's behind this shit, and it's like that guy is fucking falling off his rockers as well during this whole thing. You know, Hunter Biden is not a government employee. Right. Why the government is involved in this um, is beyond me. The, the only, of course, it's not beyond me. Of course, the, the thing is, is that they're trying to create a ghost to try to take people's attention away from all of the indictments of Donald Trump. That's exactly what they're trying to do. Um, and as far as uh, I know, that there's some business dealings that Hunter Biden had with the Ukraine and had with China. They're trying to connect them to Joe Biden when he was vice president, not now that he's president. Uh, but if you talk about uh, shady business dealings in association with families of presidents or vice presidents in other countries, uh, not to say that Hunter Biden isn't shadier, that maybe there is something there. If there is, go ahead. I don't, I don't really care. I mean, if he is guilty, then go right. ahead. Um, but I want to see – Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, in, in prison because he got a $200 billion deal from the Saudi Arabian government. Right after. Coincidentally, yeah. coincidentally uh, Trump is the one that allowed the massacre, the assassination of that American journalist when he went back to Saudi Arabia, to the Saudi Arabian print. We know that, that was a, that's connected with the big business deal that Jared Kushner has. You give me, give up this guy, we'll give your son-in-law a big $200 billion contract. Uh, So again, I I don't want to hear any of this bullshit when all of this Trump stuff is out there and he's still not behind bars. Um, Let me see if there's anything else with that case. We can go back to that case if there's anything else. Um, Let's go on to, oh my God, uh, Lauren Boebert, the resident bimbo of the of our political spectrum currently, her and, and Marjorie Taylor Greene are the biggest idiots that I think I've ever seen. I thought that Dan Quell maybe was the dumbest person in politics before these two fucking bitches came along. Uh, Lauren Boebert, of course, extremely anti-LGBTQ, uh, makes comments about their public decorum, how they shouldn't be kissing in public, how it's disgusting that the way that they dress and they present themselves. Meanwhile, yeah. she's at a theater... Uh, with little kids around, she's groping the penis of her date, vaping, yeah. creating a disturbance, yelling, telling people when they ask her to stop to go fuck themselves. And they say, you know what, you're going to have to be removed. Then she says, do you know who I am? <laughs> yeah. Do you know oh, who I am? Yeah. You know, it's like, um, I don't know, man. It's, this uh, this case is, is really is really pathetic and disgusting. And uh, what, what do you think about it? Uh, she has no shame. The guy she was with was a Democrat, and he's he's gay, and I believe he's over, he's the owner of a gay nightclub. So she's full of shit for that. They're just constant. I mean, they're just they're so full of shit that I mean, it's it's almost biblical. And I'm not a religious person. I'm not a Christian. But if you look in if you look in the Bible, if you look at Revelations, it talks about phony Christians doing evil things in God's name and like these people like are fucking like they they're Swiss cheese man they're so full of shit they're they're so <laughs> full of holes it's like unbelievable like she's just ridiculous and then she gets busted and she just dude and she, lies about she, it right and lies about it and it's just like I wasn't you guys are fucking kidding me 
Yeah, she tries to say she wasn't vaping. Oh, you were being recorded Ooh. the whole time. Uh, that you're blowing smoke out of your mouth. You weren't, I wasn't groping him. There's a picture of her hand in the lap, the pants lap of the guy she was with. Um, right. and the whole thing about the, this is the thing about the religious right is the hypocrisy. The finger pointing at other people for, that's the, they're the reasons why, uh, everything is wrong in society. Meanwhile, they don't practice what they preach. Number one. Number two, even if they did practice what they preach, you're supposed to have a certain amount of tolerance for other human beings, uh, especially when it comes just to their lifestyle decisions, being gay, being lesbian, trans, whatever, everything that qualifies into that acronym. Um, it's really just quite pathetic uh, how far they'll go. Uh, and the fact that she's in politics in the first place, the fact that she is a representative, and I don't mean to come down on people – that if you don't have a high school degree, and I've, I've mentioned this before, but there's a lot of commonplace jobs where you have to have a, a high school degree just to get a, a job. And she's right. in politics. And I, this is the thing. If she was knocking out of, knocking it out of the park, it'd be like, hey, guess what? She Maybe we should look at this more often. Maybe it, it doesn't. Maybe, but she's, to anyone that doesn't have a high school degree that's in politics, she's giving you a bad name because look at what she's doing. Um, right. And the thing is, is they kept pointing the finger at, at Cortez, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, she used to be a bartender. She used to be this. Guess what? She worked herself through college right. actually working, uh, which is actually a success story. This chick has done, hasn't worked at anything except – She's an escort. <laughs> she's an escort. She's, a, she's divorced, too. She's divorced, yeah. claiming, claiming that lesbians and gays are ruining family values. Meanwhile, she can't hold up her own household. Her and Marjorie Taylor Greene are both recently divorced. They're scum. They're losers. I'm so sick and tired of seeing Marjorie Taylor Greene's smiling, condescending face as she's on some sort of board while she's got while she's a fucking bird brain. Um, I got to tell you, man, just just for a second, I, I really all of this stuff when we do these podcasts. A little bit of it is, is depressing. We're presenting news. We're presenting facts uh, and opinions. But when we get to these kind of things, when we talk about people like this in politics, I really have to separate myself after we do these podcasts because it gets sad. When we talk about Trump as oh, the yeah. actual president, Trump is still not behind bars despite all of the crimes that he's committed. Bobert and Green are part of our U.S. representatives or whatever district that they – it's like it's – it really – I do love America, and I'd rather live here than any place else, even though I've never been any place else. But when when we report on these kind of things, it makes me embarrassed. Oh yeah, that to, to be American when when this is this is who is at the center of politics. I mean, right. what do you think? I uh, I am I agree with you, and and uh, I am just you know I I meet people from other countries and. Uh, I try to get an idea what people think, and I just, I'm just surprised how people still really re they're able to. You know, a lot of people come here are able to separate the the government with the with the population, and it's it's. It, I I just don't I don't know. Like I I'm truly like I'm not even embarrassed anymore because it's like, but it's it is embarrassing, and it it it's like it's just uh, I'm so tired of. Of people just glorifying this country like it's the greatest, but then it's less like, 
have you seen what we've done and where we are in the world? And it's it's like it's it's disgusting because it's like I meet people from other countries. You know, I was working with people from Turkey, Thailand, and Jamaica, and everybody had, you know, everybody I worked with was young. They had, they were so nice, and like everybody was had, you know, was either in the process of going to school or finishing going to school, and they had dreams and everything. They're very sweet, compassionate people, and it's like you look at us as Americans, and it's like, you know, we're starving, we're dying, our, you know, corporations rule us. It's militarized. I mean, I could go on and on, but it's like I'm so tired of, like, people who are jingoistic and so proud of this shit. And it's like, have you seen this country? Like, nobody has a problem with, like, mass shooters and fucking starvation and, you know, like, the the income inequality and homelessness. I, I was in Portland, and you look, and there's tents all over. I live, you know, I live up here in Juneau, Alaska, and it's like there's, you know, there's tweaker caravans all over the place. People are stealing food, you know, and, and, and it's just like you can get a gun in the drop of a, uh, the drop of a hat, but then it's like, you know, I, I talked to this one lady I know, She's a, she uh, studied, you know, took ed- education class. You know, she has a degree in education. She doesn't want to put her kid in school. She's like afraid for her, uh, you know, whether it be like her her safety or fucking the education, you know, the the curriculum. And I mean, it's just on and on and on. And it's all this preventable, it's all these preventable issues that like it's just it's it's getting old, man, and it's embarrassing, you know, when, compared to other countries that are trying to make it and like fucking. Uh, better themselves as, you know, as a population. It's just, it's, it's hard, man. It's, it's, it's fucking hard and it, I'm just, it frustrates me and makes me sad too. It just, ugh. I, I don't know. You know, I just, ugh, I don't know. Well, to, uh, one last thing about the government before we transition and we're just going to do a few pieces about Trump before we get out of here. Uh, yeah. there's a looming government shutdown and it's being perpetrated by the Republicans. Uh, in the House that don't want to fund the next bill. Uh, there's a difference in what they want to fund. We know that neither party is exempt from criticism. Right. For sure. Democrats, for the most part, want to use government to help people, whether or not it's for food stamps, uh, to assist uh, single moms, uh, a, a number of things. Uh, I We'd have to do a lot more research to give up much more specific instances as we're on the fly here. But the government shutdown supposedly is going to center around not enough money being given toward to secure the border. Um, and and it's, so, it's so weird that I'm not saying the border, border control is not. We did a an episode about this. I am not someone that thinks that we shouldn't have border control. We should. We should have some amounts of power. Uh, over how many people come in so that we can account for them once they're here, jobs, places to live. So, but it really, you know, it, it really comes down to this. They don't care the fact that all the government employees are going to be shut down. They don't care about all of the, uh, I believe it would affect Social Security payments to elderly people. Right. Um, there's a number of things that would affect. They, they treat it like it's like, yeah, I'm not going to buy gum this week. Or I'm not going to buy, like, uh, you know, this week I think I'll do without lunch meat. I'll do that. They act like it's like it's such a simple, like, who cares? Oh, let's just shut the whole thing down. Yeah, it really seems like there's two different, two different parties here. One that tries to use government to help people. Another that tries to use government to ruin government. 
to make sure that there's no government. If you don't want government, then just to just get out of government. Uh, if, or if it's for people that just are so greedy, they want to um, only the government dollars to help fund their own needs and concerns. Um, and the other thing, too, is that um, when it comes to the shutdown, um, one major uh, component of it, uh, God, I'm blanking again. Um, shoot, uh, do you have anything to say about this while I uh, get my? No, I, I, I don't have enough notes about this to be honest with you. No, it's it's. You're right. Uh, I mean, it, they play with they play with people's lives. Like basically, um, you know, they talk about getting rid of Social Security. They're using the shutdown, which they did before with Trump, because they didn't get their way for some some weird reason uh it, it, but it's like you're you're playing with people's lives here you're playing you know, a lot of people dependent on a lot of these programs and it's like you're you're just gonna like you're gonna you're gonna just yeah. play games and it's like they don't these a lot of these people are millionaires literally a lot of these politicians are millionaires so it's like they Absolutely. won't even be affected by this shit like i what it kills me about republicans and money is like they act like it's their money and they're doling it out when it's our money because it's tax dollars, and it's like if 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 we want this as a as a as a group of people as a society, if we want this, uh, some of this shit, they have to fucking agree to it and fucking and uh, and and go along with it and 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 make sure that everything runs smoothly. These fuckers don't give two shits about about reality because it's like they they don't really know what they believe they're bigots and they're causing this country to go to shit and it's like you shut down the government see how that worked with with fucking clinton in the 90s when he did that see how well it worked with fucking trump and you know it's it's it sucks and i get frustrated because it's just like these assholes they they don't give a shit they're all they're all rich man they all make good money Um, uh the fact that um, whenever Republicans are in charge, they're all about spending money because nobody oh. has increased the debt more than Bush with the war, the war in Iraq, and Trump. Trump actually said, "Oh, I'm going to lower the debt ceiling. I'm going to we're going to get spending under control." His the debt raised, uh, I don't know what the, the amount is, it's at least double, if not three times, the amount of debt when Trump was right. president. Democrats come in want to use some money to do what? To fix the fucking mistakes that were created by Republicans in the first place. Then all of a sudden, Republicans get all testy with money. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's time to get this under control here. You want to know why? Because they don't want Democrats to actually fix their problems because it makes them look bad and it makes Democrats look good. Yeah, it's true. Um, We're witnessing that right now. So we'll see about the government shutdown. We have a, a couple of other topics to discuss. Uh, regarding the indictments against Trump currently, one is the Georgia racketeering case. The other is the missing documents case, of course. Um, it turns out that there's two different people that have flipped. Uh, the one that has flipped in the Georgia racketeering case is his wacko lawyer, uh, Lynn Wood, who is kind of partners in crime with Sidney Powell in the Stop the Steal movement. Yeah. Uh, this ridiculous thing that, that they're trying to prove that they, that the, Trump really won when he didn't. The other one, of course, is the missing documents case that Trump took, refused to give back, says he gave back, and then somebody outed him at Mar-a-Lago and said, ah, there's a bunch more here. You should come and see. And as it turns out, he just uh, refuses to give them back to the point where even after a subpoena, he refused to give them back. So guess what? 
Now there's a case again. Now he's getting, um, now he's getting prosecuted, even though he said, if you listen to him, I'm being prosecuted for you. This is all right. for you, for the people. Yeah. Now it turns out his security IT person, who is in charge of taping the footage, is the one that's flipped against him. And you know what I find amazing, Dirty, is the fact that this guy had a public defender, which you know what that means. That Trump refused to provide him with with a lawyer. He pro- right. refused to pay for his legal bills. So you know what happens? Right. Then he then he starts to get scared, and he meets with a public defender who all of a sudden is like, you know what? This is what you have. Like you should really like you should flip. Why are you going to go down for this guy? Right. All of a sudden right. the story changes, and he's like, you know what? I want to recant my entire story. So what do you think? I mean, we got the Georgia case, which is more recent. Uh, obviously, um, that there's 18 different people indicted. Uh, and then, of course, we know the missing documents case. What do you think about these two people flipping? Do you think it could actually result in him finally going down? Not to mention the fact that, Dirty, if you want to talk about after that, you can talk about, um, boy, what's that other latest development? The, oh, him doing the interview, saying that his defense, of course, with the George Racketeering case with him instilling these fake electors into these different states. He yeah. comes back. At first, he said it was his lawyers. Then he comes back and says, no, I make all the decisions right. me. So what do you think about this? I think he's an idiot, and the more they, they should do more interviews because he just gives up more information. <laughs> and he seems how guilty is. Secondly, one of his assistants was like, yeah, uh, said that he had these boxes and he goes, you don't know anything about it. And then he was taking pieces of files and, and uh, documents and then writing to-do lists on them. Like, what the fuck kind of shit? It's like, you, you gotta be, you gotta be fucking insane. And like, he, he's a, he's a fucking buffoon, man. Like, he's an, he's a careless buffoon. And it's like, he has no, he's no awareness. His speech, man, we can talk about his speech where like he's getting Biden confused with Obama and that, you know, Biden's going to cause World War II. And it's like, he talks about Biden's, uh, mental agility. And it's like, have you, have you seen this guy? And it's like, you can't edit it and make up this shit. Like, it, it, I, I, I can't believe, like, it just the more and more he just gets out there, the more he just gives, uh, he gives the prosecutors more, more, uh, more info and more, more backup to use against him. And, and if you listen to his constituents, either number one, they won't care because, uh, I don't care. Yeah. As long as it's a Republican in there that's going to lower corporate taxes and, right. and a bunch of loopholes so I don't have to give money towards schools and railroads and, uh, police and the fire department and all these kind of things, uh, both national and statewide or countywide, um, right. then they don't care. Or, or they're so wrapped up in hatred of these minority groups that as long as he's for that, he can be as corrupt as, as he wants to be. The one yeah. true thing, I've always said, the one true thing that Trump said was that he could shoot somebody in the middle of Times Square yeah. and he wouldn't miss, he wouldn't lose one vote. That's probably the only true thing that he's ever said. Um, I really I can't believe how it is. And if I was running against Trump, I would use those words and direct it at his the people that vote for him and say, "Is that really true? Could he do that?" And you would still vote for him. Is that how low you really are? Because that's that's what he thinks of you. He especially pointed at evangelicals. That's one of their big to do lists as far as the Ten Commandments: "Thou shalt not kill." 
Really? Oh, uh, yeah. Do you think he'll really kill somebody and he'll get your evangelical vote? Is that really how strong religion is to you? Uh, yep. and, then, and then all of a sudden you find out how important Jesus is to people versus how much they hate gay people or how much they hate black people or how greedy they are. Then all of a sudden right. you see really what their real mindset is and, the, and where their heart really is, which ironically is, is supposed to be the ultimate judgment of whether or not they're going to get into heaven or not, about how God will always know your heart and what, where you come from rather than all the bullshit that you present that, that are lies that people find out about. Um, whew. Um, okay, yeah, this was an action-packed podcast. Lots of uh, lots of topics, lots of flubs. <laughs> Unfortunately, my caffeine yeah. worked against me a little bit. Um, but uh, what else? Anything? Any last words, Dirty, before we get out of here? Well, I just wanted to mention, uh, also in the news, uh, I, I find it entertaining how Oprah and The Rock are fucking getting shafted as well because they're both being proven to be just nasty. Um, the Rock lost, I think he got dropped from his PR firm. Um, basically, he sold out, like, Hawaiians and, and, the, and the people in Lahaina. Oprah's getting, like just shown how she's just a fucking rich douche and that uh, she is completely clueless to how society is. And to be a billionaire, I mean, it's bad enough for you're a millionaire, but to be a billionaire and then to set up a fund so, you know, to ask people for money when she could literally fund the entire state of Hawaii and clean it up herself because she has a, her own wealth is like is more than the budget probably of the state. Um, and then she's like completely just, oh, playing it off and, oh, these people are unhappy. It's like, look, motherfucker, like you've, you've contributed to society with like Dr. Oz and Dr. Phil, the two fucking losers who fucking are gross. Um, and it's like, you know, why don't you kick down some of this money of the property that you fucking bought? Which I, you know, I'm, I'm beginning to get more on board with like the people who say, we don't want anybody on this island anymore. Anybody's come here, fucking, who's not Hawaiian, like, they, they come and just fucked up this place and it's, it's becoming unlivable and they're in the streets, there's all these homeless people. And so, yeah, you know, fuck Oprah and fuck The Rock, man. Even Jason Momoa was just like, they're fucking evil. Like, how would you, how are you sitting there asking poor people for money? Like, we're broke in this country. So, I would love to see I would love to see South Park do another Oprah episode. One of my favorite of all time was when they did the the side characters for her for her genitalia basically as Minji yeah. Airy, uh in these great um British voices. Minji, Minji. We took a shot yeah. to the to the stomach, Minji Gary, what's going on? Uh the right. government, we need a chop off. We want a chop off and a million dollars and we're gonna get out of here. And right. then they Anyway, if you haven't seen that episode, please look it up. It's great. We're the Master Blast uh, podcasters putting this information on blast. Please join us for gun control and mass shootings next time. For all the listeners, we love you. Please contact us uh, if you can. Let us know any any little tidbits of information or, or opinions that you have. www.masterblasterpodcasters.com. We're on RSS and, and every major podcasting platform. And if you haven't yet, please check us out on YouTube. On behalf of the main man, Dirty, I am Jesus. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Have a good one.